Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to Espresso with Lan Lees. This is episode six. I hope you got your to-go plates. It's holiday season and we're just getting started. Thank you for joining. What's going on, guys? And welcome to another episode of Espresso with your boy, Lan Lee. And yeah, I said stress because right now is very stressful in my life. Uh, Thanksgiving coming up. Um, I got to cook. Uh, I remember I told y'all. Remember, I told y'all we got a um, business and uh, we got to cook for a few people coming up here. Uh, The wife is stressed out. Uh (laughs) We don't have a whole team. It's really just me and her. Um, There's not too many people we got to cook for. But, you know, the stress of going to the store and getting everything and you know, nowadays we got Instacart, but Instacart add on a whole nother 30 fees on that bitch. But, you know, it's a lot of shit to get part of the business right now until we grow. So, you know, you got to fucking start somewhere. And I mean, that's just how I go. But yeah, come on. fucking grocery store was busy as shit. There's a lot of motherfuckers in there and we got there right when they open the door because we go to the farmer's market we try to get a lot of organic and uh you know fresh produce and uh stuff like that but uh it also was um everybody had the same motherfucking idea and uh so yeah but uh we in here um speaking of thanksgiving too i just went to a Friendsgiving uh, that a friend threw. Had some good old food there. Um, you know, these Friendsgivings is cool. Need to do it on a um, on a, a more grand scale. There was a few people there. You know how it go. But uh, maybe I'm just talking because I like to eat. Let's go. <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm about to eat everything. So, you know. But uh, that shit was cool, you know. Hope y'all out there doing Friendsgiving. I'm recording this before Thanksgiving. Uh, so, you know, y'all gonna hear this and Thanksgiving has passed. So, hope your motherfucking Thanksgiving was good. I hope y'all was eating the beans, greens, and, uh, you know, all that good shit. Um, you know, we don't like to do... We, we've been trying to switch it up a few years, but it seemed like um, this year... People trying to get back to traditional, I'm assuming because the world is crumbling. But uh, we are on track to do a little better this time. So um, we'll see. Uh, Hopefully y'all had a good Thanksgiving, though. And, uh, you know, it's Christmas time now, automatically. As soon as Thanksgiving over, goddamn Christmas. Christmas right now. Black Friday, go. How many of y'all actually got fucking money to go get shit this year? <laughs> because I don't 
doobly doobly doodly 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 You know? <laughs> um, when I came back in the house from the fucking uh, grocery store earlier, I saw a sign on the street that said vote early because, you know, we out here in Georgia. We still got um, Warnock. Uh, we, I mean, we still got to vote to get Warnock in because Herschel Walk over here talking about vampires and shit and his little uh, stand-up routines. Because <laughs> that's what it is. That shit is just pure fucking comedy. So uh, if y'all want to see a lot of stand-up, you know what I'm saying, vote for him. He ain't. It's not going to do nothing for the uh, community, but uh, that's what it is. But um, no, nah, I saw this sign that shit said vote early and i was like yeah i'm gonna vote early but it had a picture of obama john lewis and martin luther king on it just profile pics above the bro vote early no other words on there so i'm like what is this trying to insinuate that these black men prominent black men are looking down on you we watch so go vote vote they're looking at you <laughs> they're watching you look at yeah, I'm like, um, okay, I'm going to do it. Then, um, you know, I'll be trying to kill two birds with one stone. I got, uh, I had uh, Uber Eats on the way so I can go ahead and uh, grab some food because, you know, all this damn grocery shopping, I ain't really got time to cook nothing for myself right now. We had to go ahead and get something, got to get, get a little snack here and there, blah, blah, blah. Um... And then Uber Eats be killing me, man, because you know how they all, I know y'all done been in an Uber or um, Uber Eats, and they be like, oh, my map, I mean, it's it's acting up, man. DoorDash acting up. Uber Eats is acting up, man. They always say that shit, but these GPS are pretty goddamn spot on, I like to see. And, um... What? You know, they got, um... They have a, um... The lady gonna pull in, and I saw her pull in, and I'm standing outside, and she slowly drives by and looked me dead in my eyes and kept driving. Damn! <laughs> I'm like, okay. So then I text, and I'm like, right behind you, you just passed me. Right here. She still turns around. At this point, she's a little way further than me. But then she turns around, comes back, and still asks me, where can I get to? She says my address. I'm like, uh, I'm him. It's me, bitch. Give me my food. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> that shit annoying as hell. Y'all got to get that shit together, Barra. Get it together. But, um, yeah, so that's what we doing. And, um, we gonna, um, uh, I'm over here just trying to maintain. Yesterday I was, uh, I went down the, the wormhole of, uh, like YouTube and shit. You know how y'all, you go down the wormhole of something. And I was on the fucking MTV vault and on, um, the MTV vault, um, they have a lot of classic things that happened. Uh, with MTV and like, you know, it's it's kind of like a time machine for me. Time machine to me, if you want to really travel in time, is through film or um, smell. 
you know. Um, yeah. But. What? I just really love uh, going back sometimes just to see how we have all uh, changed and evolved and how we also haven't evolved. But, um, um, and I'm not one of those people that like to just keep everything the same. I'm definitely open to change and open to uh, continue to progress and, and do different things. But um, like I said, I love nostalgia. So I'm going to go back and visit some things. And one of the things I saw on there was uh, Brittany Murphy, rest in peace, at Blockbuster. I think the video is from 2000, if I'm not mistaken. She was talking about getting her favorite movies and all this shit. She was super skinny. Um, didn't appear high to me in the video uh, of, uh, due to my analyzation of it. My uh, but the video was, um, that was, it just brought me back to that time, though, because I was like, man, fuck, Brittany Murphy gone. And so is Blockbuster. Blockbuster video. But um, I thought that shit was real dope. And of course, I got caught into the wormhole of all the old shit. So. I saw, uh, you know, videos of that, uh, 99, um, or, or it was, it was called the class of 99, but it was a photo shoot they did in 2000 with like Diddy, Limp, Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit, J-Lo, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, everybody was hot in 99, um, the millennium people, and they got a lot of raw footage of this shit, so it's like, damn, man. Also, you can look at the cell phones that was out at that time. I saw a whole lot of Nokia's. And that shit was uh, crazy. Um, The fucking, um, what else they had on there? I saw Lenny Kravitz head ass. Uh, (laughs) Big head. That boy head was swole in the video I saw, at least in the clip I saw. Tyrese was on his cellular phone in the video that was from 2000 they had the first mtv movie awards too on there um they got a little bit of everything on there but the vault is dope if y'all ever get a chance get on youtube and look at the mtv vault um but it got me uh somehow a video of fucking cab calloway came up um so i started to dive into that for a minute because he was the mr hidey 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 and um, they even said he coined the term jitterbug. And he was making all this slang. And I just kind of got infatuated with the shows he was putting on. And I was like, oh, he was doing what they... It's a thing that they do in um, France. Um, oh, what is God it? God damn, I forgot the name of it. Starts with a V. Look it up. Stupid ass. But um, it was... Um, it was real dope the way he did them shits. Okay. Uh, I remember now. It's called a vaudeville. Uh, vaudeville. But anyway, um, yeah. Um, I mean, and I knew of these, but I didn't know that that's what it was called with the big band and all that. And he was doing it in the Cotton Club and all this shit. But... They were like, white people gathered from far wide to come and see him. <laughs> but uh, he did a um, uh, a whole thing on uh, slang. He made a book 
about Slane because apparently he was like that dude jive talking out there. And you know me. I had to look up the motherfucking slang book. Got to know. So, uh, let me see. I'm about to look on here. What you got? What you got? So, he had, um, you know, he had, what else he write on here? He put, uh, uh, black and tan. Oh! Which means dark and light colored folk. Ha <laughs> ha! Blew their wigs, excited with enthusiasm, gone crazy. Crazy! Boogie Woogie, he made that up. Harmony with accent and bass. Give me a little Boogie Woogie. Boogie! Chick. He ain't come up with Chick. No! He got capped, not cap. Not to be confused with cap. He got capped, which means outdone. Surpassed. No cap, he got cap. Oh. Oh, damn. He came up with the term. He got cop. It's a to get, to obtain. Cop that. Let me cop that album, bruh. <laughs> you guys, I'm giving you some real good slang lessons. It's from the 1940s. You understand? Yeah. I'm going to read a few more. He was talking about one of the interviews. I thought he was talking about this where the, uh, the interviewer was like, Oh, uh, tell me about Dicty. What does that mean? He was like, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, you <laughs> pompous, the high class, you know. You conceited bastard. You Dicty. You dick. Dick. Uh, let me see if there's some more rare ones on here. What's a gasser? Oh, sensational. Oh, they got a sentence. When it comes to dancing, <laughs> she's a gasser. <laughs> she's a motherfucking gasser. You gassed up. Boy, get, get your ground grippers off my couch. New shoes. Grippers. <laughs> Grip. Yeah, that boy was a uh, slang god. A uh, modern day E40, rather. E-feezy. But, uh, yeah, if y'all ever get a chance to look that up, because it's a whole lot of words, the slang of the 40s. Speaking of these uh, musicians, that bitch Taylor Swift is swifting, y'all. <laughs> I was looking for a motherfucking word, but she's swindling, y'all. She done swiped all y'all's money. Swifty swipe. You know? Taylor swipes. Swifty swipe. And you know the crazy part about it? That's not so crazy? She doesn't give a shit. Ah! She don't care that this ticket's out there for $14,000, $50,000. Never did. She's not going to come out and say nothing about fucking Ticketmaster. Y'all going to buy it up. Need her money. Just buy it up. We knew a long time ago that Taylor Swift wasn't shit, and she was all about herself when that whole Kanye thing came about, and Kanye uh, had that whole lyric about him and Taylor still have sex, and then he got permission from her, and then she said, yeah, then it came out, and then she said, no, then he got the recording, and then she said, oh. Yeah, asshole! <laughs> 
But we on y'all ass. We really are. You know, they um they reminded AOC had came out and put a tweet out and uh was like telling basically reminding people that Ticketmaster is a motherfucking monopoly, which is a thousand percent true. These motherfuckers own in Live Nation and StubHub. Like, what the fuck? They're like, we got the resale, resale. And the resale. Resale, resale. So, we own it all. And we don't give a shit about these price jackups. They got extra fees for everything. And I'm like, how do they own this? And apparently, same shit happened in... When? 1994 with Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam took these motherfuckers to court. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, they might have lost that shit, too, to Ticketmaster. Um, yeah, they ended up fucking uh, losing that, but they canceled their tour. And their whole argument was that, you know, uh, Ticketmaster had a monopoly on everything. Which still rings true to this day. So, you know, um, they're going to have to fucking do something about that. And I've been thinking about that because even last year, Tyler came here. Tyler, the creator. And I usually go to autumn shows. And uh, this was like the first time I couldn't make it. Just because since I didn't buy the tickets early, I usually do wait until later. Uh, because it usually, the price is still okay, but I didn't buy them early. And the next thing I know, they have $400, $500 tickets for him and, uh, for Kendrick. So yeah, Ticketmaster, fuck you for that, because that shit is, um, is definitely getting, uh, frustrating. So, um, you know, uh, Fix that shit. Uh, and speaking of music, <laughs> I saw um, a couple things floating through my internet talking about R. Kelly uh, possibly getting an early release. Man, keep this man locked up. The people overlooked all that shit. And what's crazy about the R. Kelly situation is that black people knew that this man was like he is since day fucking one but y'all really overlook pedophilia just to be like step step but the side to side <laughs> round and round <laughs> oh man that's crazy i even saw a couple uh comments on uh that post saying that um uh some people was like free him need to be free I'm like, what the fuck wrong with y'all? Disgusting. That remind me of this little clip I just saw too. Uh, well, Bill Maher, and who, by the way, Bill Maher used to be a little more. I used to listen to him a lot more. I still listen to him here and there, but he sounds like he's leaning more right, but he assures that he's not. He just hate uh, left-leaning shit right now because I guess it's leaning too far left for him but his issue is that he's completely out of touch with reality and um all that shit but um they were saying something about what um well a guest on there asked him a question and basically asked him if he think uh 
or he asked the guest a question asking him if he think America is going to go back to, you know, agreeing with most things and understanding ideas as a whole or some shit like that. And Buddy was like, nah, I don't see it because he said the last time we saw that was 9-11. And I was like, oh, he kind of right. Because when that shit happened, everybody was around here acting like, uh, first off, America! everyone was collectively uh, throwing Muslim hate. Not me. Wasn't a part of them. Uh, but people was collectively throwing a bunch of Muslim hate. And just because it was uh, Muslim people who had did it and... Um, uh, but there was people around here with American flags and selling them at stands and let's band together. And I'm like, this is 20 years ago. Fast forward 20 years later, and he, he did, the gentleman, I forget his name, but he did say that, um, of course, Trump is responsible for a lot of it too uh, as far as separating people. But but fast forward to now, and like motherfuckers can't agree on shit. And they don't think that shit's coming back at all, which is really scary because that just means the country just gonna be split for a while until we can reach people or reach a uh, common ground. And right now it's too far left, too far right, and it ain't really even supposed to be about left and right. But yeah, that shit is just um, it's it's getting out of hand now. Um, so, but when I saw that, I started thinking, and I'm like, damn, bro, like really. Is there not going to be a time when we uh can really get back to it all? Sheesh. But uh, yeah, America's fucked up. Hey. Uh, hopefully uh, one of them things change. But um, let's go. I I really don't know. Um, yeah, and and you know, speaking of fucked up, the. Uh, I know that a lot of people probably heard about that Shanquilla, uh, Shanquilla Robinson, uh, story. The whole goddamn story is crazy and it's real eye opening for people who, uh, want to see or, or who think they got friends and, and they're not their real friends and, uh, just how people handle this type of shit in the media, um, but that whole story is crazy. Like, all y'all fake-ass friends really flew out, spent money to fly out to another country just to, quote, beat her ass or something and end up killing her. Damn. Like, what the fuck going on? R.I.P. And over what? What? Over what? Jealousy? Because that's what I've been hearing. Videos floating around, too. And, you know, I know a lot of people try not to watch these videos, but when it float on your page, it's almost like you can't help but to watch it. The curiosity kills you. But also, i just been skipping a lot of them videos lately because I'm like, motherfuckers don't have no, like, they don't give a shit anymore. When shit happened, I don't give a damn. They gonna post the shit. You can get fucking splattered in the fucking face with bullets sprayed and they're gonna be like i was there here look like get the fuck out of here what the fuck wrong with y'all but these motherfuckers wasting money to fly and and just be jealous and like bro what the fuck then gonna lie when they come but this whole story about to unfold and the more it unfold so many people going to jail and they all should they should fucking rot 
And then I hate it. I really hate it because, of course, their skin color is mine. And I got to fucking see them doing this jealous type shit over what, though? Just constantly killing our own. Why? And that shit is getting fucking old. Old as fuck. Like, so many fucking fake people out there. And it's damn near impossible to stop. Let me, uh, this story is about, let, let me tell you something about fake and real. Talk, man. You know, I did stuff when I was younger, maybe to, maybe things to fit in. I don't necessarily think it was fake. Uh, I was finding myself, but the only fitting in type shit I used to do that I can remember was really, you know, I, I saw, uh, the clothes motherfuckers was wearing. I always wanted them and they were just expensive. My mom was not about to buy me no motherfucking Jabot jeans with the strap. Okay. Cause they cost like 70 something dollars for a pair and people was coming to school with them shits on, but. She wasn't about to do that, but uh, nope. the the whole thing, like, I had grew up, and I grew up all over, from born in Detroit, moved to uh, California when I was a kid still, so I had a little bit of time there. We moved back to Detroit, then moved to Atlanta, and we was living in Shambly for a long time, which is completely different than living in Fayetteville, Georgia, which I ended up moving to later on. And um, when I, I remember, uh, what you remember? Uh, when I told people at school in seventh, I was in seventh grade. I was I left after seventh grade at Shambly and went to eighth grade in Fayette. And when I remember, I remember telling people in Shambly that I was moving to Fayetteville and it was like, oh, you talking about where the KKK be? I'm like, oh, I ain't know it was all that. My mom fucking moved out there because housing was cheaper. School system was better. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, but I think all the kids was just referring to that. That shit was just a little further south. And at the time, it definitely wasn't uh, a lot of black people there. Uh, now it's completely different. Like these motherfuckers everybody over there and uh but anyway you know suburban mentality is completely different than city people and a lot of these suburban kids be fake uh just because of the shit that they see and they just want ain't nothing going on in the suburbs except drugs and alcohol and shit like that because it's really nothing to do Sometimes they put a couple things there for kids and all this shit, but, you know, it ain't really nothing to do. Everybody out there just bullshitting and getting in trouble. Then the cops ain't got nothing to do. So they over here arresting teenagers, which is how I got my fucking police record. But anyway, oh. um, you know, I was getting in trouble and all that shit. Just, well, not even that kind of trouble. Like, just we smoking weed. If we in an area where cops or somebody can see us, they was going to call the cops and they fucking got us. And that's how that shit kept on fucking going. Like, it just wouldn't stop. But, um, yeah, we, um, but one year, I guess I kept getting in trouble. My mom was like, okay, you about to get the fuck out of this area. You're not about to be with your friends. You're going to go to a whole nother school. So I went to North Atlanta High School for one year. And North Atlanta, of course, that was a city school, so it had people from all over going there. I had to take the motherfucking martyr from there. Like, my mom had to drive me to the airport, get on the train, take the train to Lindbergh, get on the bus at Lindbergh, then the bus would take us to fucking 
school. Um, and I was doing this for a while, but you know, in the city, everybody everywhere and the bus gonna go, they used to riding buses and all that shit. So everybody is everywhere. So, you know, I'm stopping at the underground and, uh, which is a spot underground Atlanta just had little shops and shit and music stores and shit. It was a little more lively at the time when I was going, but, uh, stopping at Walter's when we got off. But, uh, I ended up being friends with a dude, um, and he stayed in the projects, though, like the project projects, and I was never raised in the projects. Nope. And, of course, but my whole mentality for hood areas was don't be in nobody hood if you don't know nobody there. So I knew him. He was from the projects. We was in Capitol Homes Projects, which is now gone. And I actually don't stay far from it anymore, but that shit gone. Bye. Um, but I, we used to smoke after school. When he found out I smoked, he was like, oh, come on, come on, smoke some more, smoke, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we would go over there, and I just knew, I'm like, I'm not trying to come over here with the fake shit because, I mean, motherfuckers, they, they know they everybody especially in areas like that they know what it is but luckily i didn't get into much when i was going there by myself because they knew i i kept it real with them i they knew i was from fayetteville they used to be like oh you talking about over there where that big ass walmart is damn right i'm like yeah but they knew i was living in fayetteville they knew um that um you know that's that's what it was they knew uh what Fayetteville was too but they fucked with me I guess because I was real I also didn't bring nothing of value over there I was broke anyway remember we're teenagers I'm over here you know putting in money for for trees and shit five dollars uh but yeah that was definitely a, a culture shock but I was going there pretty often to the point where I started meeting a bunch of people uh, random people and running into them. We used to go to Battle of the Band sometimes, and I would run into these people all over the uh, place. And, um, you know, but that was just me being honest and honest. real with them. Until one time I brought some people over who was not real. Oh. And they wanted to go to the project so bad with us to go get some weed. And, um, the, uh, you know, one dude had on like a gold chain, actually two of them had on a gold chain and I'm just sitting here like, bro, why do y'all want to come with us so bad? And this is what I mean about that suburban mentality too. They was, I think they was just looking at it like, Hey, we can get out of here and we can go. And this is crazy. Like I got to see if this is real and blah, blah, blah. Oh, it got real. Oh yeah. It got real a few times when I was out and luckily uh, you know, this this time I'm talking about when they came, we got into a whole ass fight in the middle of Martin Luther King Village, which was apartments uh, behind the projects. And then we was in the project like it was a whole thing. And I told them because we walked in somebody neighborhood deep like we fucking knew what was going on. When we was just getting weed and I told them, but that's what happened then. But luckily, my being honest with these fools has saved me one time because one dude pulled a gun on us while we was waiting for weed out there until he saw the tag that said Fayette. 
And then when I got out the car, he was like, oh, you, uh, what's his name from Fayetteville? I'm like, yeah. He was like, man, people been robbing over here. So I had the goddamn blah, blah, blah. I had the gun out and everything. And, um, that, that was a crazy time. And we got out of that shit because he recognized me. And I also just wasn't over there trying to be hard or none of that shit. He knew I ain't had no gun. He knew all this shit. Like, he knew we was over there for weed. That's the only reason we used to come out there. Um, or other people used to follow me out there and that's how I had all them connections out there. But, um, that story, that particular story too, that I'm talking about, about buddy, uh, pulling out the gun and shit that it goes deeper. Um, I'll save that for another time because that one is a little longer of a explanation, but, um, that shit, but that's what I mean, man. It's about, you know, just be honest with yourself yeah and everything okay um but um first i want to say i also want to say um uh 40 years thriller michael jackson a true goat so y'all you know what i'm saying praise him <laughs> you know um and uh we in the holiday season now so Let's get ready. Christmas time. I mean, I ain't got a whole lot to say right now because we got to get ready. I got I got so much shit to do this week. We over here cooking and doing all this shit, but, Jingle you know, uh, tis the season. So right now, start playing your shit and let's get going. But uh, we're going to get all holiday E around here. I might put some bells in the motherfucking intro next or some shit. But anyway. Um, uh, here was a quick little espresso shot for y'all. Thank you, and hope to see you again next week.